everybody. This is Stephanie Ruper. Thank you for tuning in to episode, this is 5X of the Meaning of Everything podcast, where we reinvent, rethink, and gain a deeper understanding of the stuff that matters most. Now today in episode 5X, I mentioned last week that after each interview episode, I do a debrief or a recap or reflection. I want to be able to take what we've discussed, sometimes they're very abstract concepts, and uh, break them down, maybe flush them out, make them a little bit more accessible, or uh, talk about how they can uh, apply to our everyday lives. Or maybe I'll talk a little bit about my own experience uh, that can be helpful for yours. And most importantly, I will be responding to uh, reader questions, listener questions, in future episodes. But for now, since the podcast is just getting off the ground, I don't have enough. Uh, I could fake it. A lot of people who host podcasts fake questions, uh, but I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to be doing that. So uh, here we are. This is five X. In episode five, I spoke with a woman, a scholar. Her name is Lisa Sedaris. Now, Lisa does work that I find incredibly valuable. Uh, really rigorous, good thinking nuanced thinking, which surprisingly is not as common in academia as one would like to think. And she really takes a look at what religious, and I know we deconstructed the category of religion recently, but I will continue to use the word only because it's just, it's so abundant in, in our modern context and somewhat real. So somewhat. So she contrasts what or looks at what people are doing with religion and what people are doing with science, sees similarities and differences and, and critiques both of them, reflects on both of them in ways that are, again, very nonpartisan and, and really, really important. So one of the things that we discussed most in, in the podcast with her, and there were many things, one that we discussed most was the concept of wonder. Now, what is wonder? How important is wonder? Where are the sources of wonder in our lives? Now, there's a discourse currently in culture that's pretty strong. It's robust. It says science is a powerful source of wonder. Now, how do you feel? You know, what do you, what do you think about that? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Does it work for you? Does it not work for you? You know, Neil deGrasse Tyson recently published a book, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. It came out last year and was a bestseller, of course. And this is the kind of thing that is attempting to cultivate an experience of wonder with science. So wonder is hard to describe, you know, when you really sit with the idea. Lisa Sedaris was helpful by saying wonder is when we meet something almost beyond our comprehension. And sometimes there's a fearful component of that. And sometimes there's a very warm, fuzzy feeling about that. And the warm, fuzzy stuff, you know, for example, it might be when you're, you know, you're like sleeping with your head on somebody's shoulder and you're feeling very content and you love them deeply and you're like, wow, I can't believe this moment, you know, so peaceful or this person is so beautiful. Like that's, that's a fuzzy kind of wonder. Or another example is uh, when you think, say you believe in a God and you think about how this God takes care of you and how grateful you are and wow, what a momentous thing. I can't even comprehend it. And then there's the fearful side, you know, when we encounter tragedy or 
things that we're afraid of walking down the street at night or like monsters, dinosaurs, <laughs> flying, right? Um, existence, the abyss, death, you know, um, all these kinds of things, they, they can inspire us, inspire in us some kind of emotion akin to wonder, but with, well, without the, without the soft feelings. And so, you know, what, what do we do with this? You know, how, is it important for us? I think it's deeply important. And, and Lisa made the, makes the argument that wonder causes us to care about things. It's a motivating force. It causes us to care about things. And I, I think there's definitely something to it. It's not the only thing that causes us to think about things, but it gives us sort of a experience of, we talked about attachment, you know, or of, of wanting to hold on to this wonder, of save this wondrous thing that is, that is inspiring in us these feelings, right? It wants us to preserve it because because we like it, you know, we like thinking that there are these grand things. We like experiencing the world as something that is profound, as something that is, you know, heartwarming or inspiring or radiant or what have you, you know. We like, we like to experience the world in this way. I, I know I, I certainly do. And I think, I think it's really important, you know. I think we need to find it. I think we need to find the things that make us feel wonder. I think they help keep us going. You know, there are many theologians out there who talk about faith not as some sort of irrational belief proposition, but rather as the thing we have in us that keeps us going. You know, that, that makes that you wake up and you get out of bed or come home, come home after a tough day and, and resolve to keep going or suffer through tragedy and you keep going. And, and faith, they say, is that. And whether that is or not, I think wonder can participate in this engine that that keeps us going and that in some sense can help us become become better people so where do we find wonder we can find wonder in science and this is a kind of wonder you know it's a particular kind of wonder it's a wonder that comes from learning something some of us i think are very compelled by learning and knowing things right we like to see a system we like to encounter the beauty or the pattern that we see or construct within it. You know, we like to, we like to sort of feel like we know something and, and in that way we, and something that's beyond us, right? It's sort of like overcoming a distance. It is coming to know something that could have been incomprehensible. And wow, it's so strange and beautiful and science can do that for us. And it can also teach us things about the world that inspire us to, to take care of one another. You know, we learn that other people and animals have feelings just like our own. And we learn how intelligent pigs are and, and how, why it's such a tragedy that they're treated so poorly, you know, in, in slaughterhouses around the world. All of these sorts of things like science has, has been able to teach us. But Lisa's point is that abstract ideas are A, not acceptable to everybody, and B, even if they're, um, sorry, not acceptable, accessible, and B, even if they are accessible to you, is that the same as, you know, walking out into a field and, you know, getting close to a deer, you know, holding a carrot out to a deer? One time I put a carrot in my mouth and the deer ate the carrot and it was like cute, you know? Um, what, 
what's different, you know, what's different about that? It's, it's a different kind of knowing. It's a visceral encounter where your whole body is involved, you know, just, just, it's important. It's important when we are looking for ways to relate to the world and to feel deep things that we explore different ways to do it. You know, learning scientific facts is one of them encountering people. Yeah. Like people traveling, um, getting to know our own communities, encountering animals, uh, these things are very important. You can also, I, I like poetry, you know, that, that's really good for me. You might find it in, you know, literature or various kinds of art. I also really enjoy dancing. I find that to be transcendent. You know, it's all, its own kind of wonder. But I think it's important. And whether or not science does the trick for you, it's, it's altogether irrelevant. It's just important to note that it, it, it can't for everybody, um, at least in a political scale. There are a lot of people right now who are really pushing science as like the universal epic, the thing that's going to unite us all and teach us how to be good people and inspire us and carry us forward into the future. And while there is some some grains of, while there are some grains of, of truth and value in that, it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily true. And I honestly don't think it's going to be able to do it. You know, as human beings, we relate much more easily to narratives and to humans and, and to other beings and experiences than we do to facts. You know, and that's, that's, just, that's, just, that's just the way it is. But it's, it's important, I think, to bear in mind, especially because I know that a lot of people in my communities and who might listen to this podcast are very much allied with uh, with this vision you know this progress that science can bring us and and sort of filling the role that religion once filled for us you know and then in some senses like scientists and lisa sedaris makes this point like scientists become the things that we worship you know look at the cult around einstein right and einstein's wonderful and should have a cult but uh you know, you know, what do you, what do you worship when, when science is, is the thing that holds your world together? Do you worship scientists? You know, do you worship facts? And, and maybe you shouldn't be worshiping, quote unquote, worshiping anything. But again, this experience of, and pointing to this experience of wonder, you know, where you feel things deeply and feel inspired and motivated and in love with the world or, or what have you. Can science really do that? I think we need to think very seriously you know, about that question and, and then what do we need, you know, in, in conjunction with that. I'm not saying that we, that science isn't important, but uh, we need to be aware of where other things might be necessary to supplement it, to, you know, perform different functions better, all, all of these sorts of things. We are very much you know, we, we're living in a time and in a very divisive time where people are hooking their ideas of, of what we need, of what our world needs, like very strongly attached to these ideas and really state putting a lot at stake in, in debates about religion and science and how do you make meaning and, and what about you and, and what are we, you know, what are we, what are we all going to do about this? Like it's, it's very high stakes. It's a very, it's a very tense situation. And so, um, that's, that's a little bit of a political implication of this idea of wonder that, that we've been exploring. And uh, I hope it's been at least somewhat a little bit helpful for you. I have also just been rambling for way too long. So I'm going to go. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. It is, has been, uh, as always, a pleasure. 
And if you want, send screenshots of your review to tmoeverything at gmail.com. I am Stephanie Rupert. You can find me on Facebook, on Insta, and my website, stephanierupert.com. You can read the list of free books there, a bunch of articles on topics like these, uh, and generally speaking, just uh, connect. So thank you so much for tuning in. I will uh, be back next week with a computer scientist who is reimagining you know, how we think about ourselves and how we make sense of what could be said to be sacred. So uh, tune in next week. I'm super excited. Thank you again. Uh, I will talk to you next week. Take care.